Hello friends, welcome to this episode of Slide Between the Pages. We have a brand new release this week to review. So we are reviewing Love the Way You Kiss Me, which is a collaboration with Willow Winters and Amelia Wilde. So this is a forbidden romance. There um, are some aspects of BDSM in there and it is a male female. So we have left the reverse harem genre for now. <laughs> <laughs> which for now is the for disclaimer now. <laughs> uh, and it's got a bit of dark romance concepts mm-hmm. in there as well yeah so just some triggers on this one there are some um mentions of suicide mental health play is i think plays a big part in this book as well Absolutely. um and then reference to prescription medication and drinking um and i guess as well like some people don't like that bdsm thing so <laughs> if if that is a that can be a trigger for some um yeah so just be aware of that one. just be aware of that Bit of an author overview. Um, so we've got Willow who started writing in 2015 after she had her first child. So she was up late at night with her daughter reading and ideas kept coming into her head at that time. And that's how she decided to start her writing journey because she thought, why not? Which I really love that <laughs> she, mm. she did that. She went through the um, insanity of the newborn phase and thought, I'm going to become a writer. Like, that's awesome. I, I don't even remember the no, newborn I was going to say that. I definitely wouldn't have been productive at that point. No. Amelia Wilde, she's USA Today bestselling author. Um, she writes steamy contemporary romance and loves it a little too much in her opinion. And she lives in Michigan with her husband and daughters, spends most of her time typing furiously on an iPad and appreciating the natural splendor of her home state. So that's who we're dealing with this week. Um, Hopefully you've had a chance to read the book already uh, because there will be spoilers in this episode. And we are going to be chatting with Amelia and Willow Willow Winters (laughs) at the end of this episode so you can get some more insight from them. All right, let's jump in. Okay, so this book starts off the main character... Eleanor or Ella Ella she's referred to in the book I actually don't even think you give any spoilers away because we're we're, she's definitely got some issues but we don't really know what they are yeah so it keeps you kind of captivated from the start right because she's in a courtroom she's in a facility which alludes to be a mental health facility um where she's been in care for almost two years and which um, we're not sure why we don't we don't know why Mm. um she's got a is it conservator kind of like britney yeah like britney spears yeah that that's what i yeah every time every time i just kept thinking of britney spears so she ella's uh, it alludes to the fact that she's um she's quite wealthy quite well it seems like her mum killed herself and then her dad wasn't very nice to her after that yeah yeah so she she is in this i guess almost like a public type of institution and she's basically trying to get out of that and go into a private care facility but in her own home which is where xander comes in and the firm the The ominously named firm i know the firm (laughs) and you get a bit of a background where they're sort of private security guards um and then they're trying to branch into this new i don't even know way of caring for someone i think like yes 
a lot of their job is private security, but it does kind of hint at the fact that they like in the little like excerpts at the start of each chapter Mm. that they do deal with just more than protecting them physically because it deals with, you know, um, they've got the psychologist, Damon, and it, it, like, I think they do deal with the whole person and not just their personal security. It's not just necessarily, you know, a standard bodyguard relationship. But I think Ella's the first one that they've taken on. 100% in this capacity. In this capacity. So they're basically hired to watch over her 24-7 for whatever reason. Take control of her. Take control of her. Yeah, and, yeah, just basically protect her from herself. Yes. They're not actually – it doesn't seem like they're protecting her too much from outside people. They're mainly protecting her for herself. So – Yes. Which is interesting because the whole time you're just like – Desperate to find out What did she do? What did she do? So basically her and Xander, they – have this instant attraction the in very the in the courtroom the first time they lay eyes on each Your other oh yep. I, I wouldn't even say it it's like it's it's definitely not love in first sight or no, anything no, no. like that it's just an instant spark lust, yeah. lust in first sight and if they go back to the house she's he's looking after her and then the whole time she's just they're trying to get her to talk and share her story as part of her therapy and she can't talk because of this weird thing with her throat, her right? Throat, yeah. <laughs> and I'm so interested to find out because at first I thought yeah. maybe she tried to hang herself or something like that. Yeah, but I then did think that too. She says that it has something to do with something that she drank, which caused her to have to get yeah. surgery. I drank something I shouldn't have, but we don't know what that is. And also there was the little tidbit there where he asks her, did you know you were drinking? And she that? said yes. No, she didn't. Oh, no, she implied she it. She refused to answer. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, did she or not? Because this yeah. is where I'm going to bring Camden in, okay? Oh, yeah, he's dodgy He's too. dodgy as all hell. I got really bad vibes, like so straight bad. up with him. And I feel like he had something to do with this. Like maybe yeah. it was a publicity stunt gone wrong because I really feel like his interests are best served by her constantly being in the public eye, right, because he's her yeah. manager. So I guess that going back, that is where you learn that she has a lot of stuff on the internet. Yes. So she has a lot of videos and things, but in the last two years, anything of her out on the interwebs has been permanently removed. So if you search her for the last two years, nothing comes up at all. Yeah. But prior to that, Xander, he can't help himself and he's like, I need to find out more about so her but I don't want to read the file. file. Yeah. Yes. He's like, I'm not gonna read her file. One, he does he doesn't read the files of his clients and two, he, he promised wants to give him a fresh start. Yeah, yeah, he promised her that he wouldn't read the file, but he couldn't help himself and he still Googled and found all of these sex tapes. Sex tapes. Um <laughs> With voyeurism and whatnot. Aspects. Which I was like, oh, yes, here we go, here we I go. Know. And then, so going back to the throat thing, in some of those videos it does imply that she is, you know, getting choked during. So I did think maybe it was yeah, that, but then no. I did think that. that too. And then I'm like, okay, no, it's not that. She's drunk something. But I, yeah, I, I think going back to Camden, I feel like he may have set all of these oh, videos up. 100%. And to your point, yeah, I, th- I feel like he made her. So he is, he's been her manager for a while, right? Mm. But now he's also her guardian of yeah. all of her, all of her estate basically. Yeah. And she trusts him too. She trusts him a lot. 
but he's dodgy, right? So, so we've got the members of the firm. Cade is Xander's brother. Damon is his kind of BFF. His best friend, yeah. Who's also a psychologist. And then you've got Silas, who is their hacker. He's a hacker, but we don't really know much, don't know more much about, him. about him. But Xander gets some bad vibes from Camden as well. And he gets Silas to look into his background and there is nothing there on him. No, nothing. Which not, is weird, right? Yeah. Like considering he's in the limelight with her, there's literally nothing on him. So, yeah, something's going on weird there. Secondly, he knows she's in recovery, but he sneaks her alcohol in. I know, and I want to know how he got the package in there. That's what I want to know. I want to know how he got the package of alcohol past Damon because Damon was watching her that day and he's really switched on. Yeah. Um, so I guess in the, like, yes, she's in her home, but there's cameras set up in every room to watch her 24-7. Yeah. Uh, but there's also another part of the house that's roped off and covered up and we don't know what that's about yet. And so they say that it was the main part of the house and they're actually in the guest part now. So what happened there that was so yeah. tragic that they can't be over there? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And, like, and <sighs> Xander does. So many questions. I know, I'm desperate so to find out in the second book of this duet. <laughs> There's so many questions. So there's that whole secret thing over in the main part of the house, which has been unt- which has been left untouched. They haven't put any cameras in there or anything like that. So I feel like something's going to go down in there. But <laughs> then, you know, next minute, like we find out that Camden somehow smuggled cameras in. Not only just smuggled alcohol, he's like smuggled cameras in. Yeah, but so you don't know. This. My theory on that is right. I reckon that he had those cameras in there. From the start. Yeah. Because it yeah, says true, true. that he went in and, like, covered up all the stuff in that other wing and yeah. preserved it, right? I reckon when he did that, he had free reign of the house and I reckon what he's done is he's added the cameras and my theory on that is that he's desperate for her to get back into the limelight, right? Because mm. I feel like he might have spent her money. Oh, no, the money's gone. The money's gone, right? The money's and so gone. he's desperate to make it back. So for him to get it back, he needs for her to be making money. I reckon he's put these tapes in there to try and catch stuff to be able to exploit. And as a byproduct of that, he ended up getting the stuff that we're going to get into soon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So Xander, he watches these videos and instantly straight up you get the – it's made pretty clear that he is a dom. Like he's, he's, a dom, yeah. he's very into into this, and I think he was he's made um, the assumption off these videos that she's clearly a submissive. Yeah. So he then is like, "Well, you know what? I can help her with her therapy." He then takes on the <laughs> the thought of, "Yes, the best way to help her get herself under control is for me to control her because she yeah. is a submissive." Um, and that's like going to be the best therapy for her. But mind you, I love, I love the fact that he keeps telling himself that this is purely professional. I know. This is a professional She's thing. my client and I will not be fucking her. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to fuck her. I'll do everything outside of the fucking and that's fine. That's fine. That's professional. As soon as the dick enters, that becomes unprofessional. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> the one thing with this though, like we've read a, we read a few BDSM books and I think the, the one thing that I really liked about this book was that it really showed the clear respect that the Dom has 
for his submissive. And the aftercare. And the aftercare. Yes. Because some of them that I've read, like, it's quite, mm, I think. Uh, I don't want to say degrading because it's, that's not. No, I reckon what it is is that maybe they haven't researched enough about that particular relationship in those other books and they kind yeah. of don't understand what it is. They think it's like they don't understand yeah. the whole underlying relationship of trust and aftercare and, yeah. and that and sort of thing. They they do have a, I think in any type of dom and submissive relationship, there is that level of like love as well. For sure. But I really liked how it was portrayed in this book. Um, yeah, same. And I liked the hand signals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it was oh about God, the hand signals. You were these signals. hand signals. I'm I like, know. what? <laughs> I don't know what it was about the hand signals, but, yeah, like just knowing that he had little hand signals to tell her, yeah. like, you know, kind and of just makes it, it's like a little bit sexual while they're sitting at the table yeah. and he's like, behave. So he comes out, he's like, I'm going to talk to her about it. And so he he's made his decision, this is what I'm going to do. But he's actually, and I love that he's made, he's concocted this workaround, this loophole in that I'm not going against the firm contract. Like, also, I like, am helping her. With his therapist. Yeah, he discusses <laughs> it with his therapist. Just to get, like, a ticket like, approval. Yeah, and he says, look, I'm not going to be fucking her. This is the best thing for her. Like, you know, mentally I'm going to help her. But he doesn't tell anyone at the firm he's doing this. Mind you, there are cameras all through this house. I just don't understand how he gets away with it. Yeah. Like, but yes. And so then he has the conversation with Ella and she is so excited about getting into this because she she finally realizes that he's he's going to care for her and yes. she's excited about she needs to relinquish a bit of control yeah, I think, and, a little and, bit of that. yeah. and she she it's not she says it's not her kink but it was her ex's kink but she enjoyed it she liked it and so they have that conversation they work out the hand signals and then I love how Santa's like and I just you know um I have a deep respect for your past dom as well and I'm like <laughs> wow but I guess that's true like why yeah he doesn't need to put her past I know her. who is James just, by the way that's James. your past dom and who we find out is also her husband well that was see, a, yeah it says it it There's says like that she had a husband oh yeah it doesn't suggest that it's, they refer to James, they refer to him being That's her fiancé, right, yeah. and they refer to the husband. So there's a chance that that was oh, the case. Out she's married. But anyway, yeah, is she still married? What happened to the husband? I don't know. And actually we've missed something. Xander has a whole trial going on. Oh, yes, Quincy. Quincy. His previous submissive yeah. who seemed to get a little bit too attached, and I'm assuming what happened is he says he regrets letting her walk home alone because it was midnight. It was in the middle of the city. So I'm assuming oh she's got mugged or murdered. I don't really want to assume at this point because everything I've assumed in this book. True. <laughs> That's just where my yeah. mind has gone. So, yeah, yeah, something's definitely happened to her, but we don't. And because of that, he's got all these regrets and shame and guilt mm. and whatnot. Um, so he's leading. There's this whole story with him right up until the end leading into this. What is this trial about? So you do get that insight about Quincy and a little bit of a snippet of what possibly could have happened but I, I'm assuming we find out in the next book yeah. but yeah so he he is actually doing this and then Damon they've only just like started this submissive dom relationship and they're out at that cafe with her friends they kiss and of course Damon's there and he sees it busted busted but I feel like Damon knows a lot about Xander and his yeah 
proclivities. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's alluded to quite yes. along the way. And so then he comes out at the end and says, well, Cam, they found out Cam has put all these cameras through the house and he's told Cade. Well, jumping back, Damon says, you've got to go tell your brother, right? Yes. And then he doesn't tell his brother. He goes to the house. Ella begs him to fuck her and he's like, damn, this is happening. So he does it. She says. He does. She said, I mean, that at that point apparently becomes unprofessional. And she says, I want to be more than just a submissive. He freaks out because of his past guilt, drives away the next morning and then realises I've made a horrible mistake. I'm going to go back and fix this. At which point he's confronted by Damon who says, you fucked up. Uh, (laughs) You've been busted. Legit, you fucked up. Yeah, and creepy um, cams, creepy cams, cam, cameras in here, and he's with Ella and Cade while they discuss the future of the firm and what's going to happen with Ella's care. So that's where it leaves us on that dead set cliffhanger. But we're desperate to find out Ella's story. What? What's Cam? What, what's Cam doing? He's dodgy. What's dodgy Cam doing? Who's Quincy? Did she die or where is she? And why did Cam put the cameras in the house? Yeah, yeah. And are we going to get a Damon book? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> are we going to get a Damon book? And also I would like to know a bit more about Silas. Yes, absolutely. So do I. So that's where we're left with, guys. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear whether you've got similar theories to us or whatnot. But in the meantime, stay tuned because coming up we've got our interview with Willow and Amelia. Bye. Bye. So, guys, this week we are lucky enough to catch up with Willow Winters and Amelia Wilde to discuss the book that was just released called Love the Way You Kiss Me. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yes, happy to be here. Um, We absolutely loved this book. So how did the idea for the book and the collaboration between the two of you come together? Um, well, I was talking to Amelia. I was like, I have to write like a million words and there's this story. And I started talking about it and she was like, Ooh, like this. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Um, and like, you just kept giving me plot and I was like, yeah, just like that. (laughs) (laughs) And it happened really naturally. I think. Yeah, for sure. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, how much research did you guys put into before writing the book? Because obviously there's a fair few aspects in there, like the mental health aspect, the BDSM aspect, that sort of stuff. Uh, Well, I am currently um, in therapy and I have been studying abuse and studying um, like how to um, acknowledge abuse, how to um, cope with abuse, um, how to um just deal with emotion and recognizing that there is no good and bad emotion it is only comfortable and uncomfortable and um how to handle an environment in which it does trigger uncomfortable um emotions and the different ways that people cope with them um so i have done a lot of research on that now for the bdsm <laughs> that's like tiktok <laughs> There's some dudes that follow on TikTok. That's <laughs> my other kind of therapy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, we have got a lot, a lot of ideas from TikTok. Uh, <laughs> it's 
definitely some great content on there. I mean, it's definitely opened my world up to Absolutely. a lot of, I'm like, wow. Absolutely. And also, why do so many people have ads these days? It's a thing that I've just got, you know, like so many people. <laughs> but I love that the story and the background in terms of the mental health aspect is something that's so personal to you because I think it's a lot easier to kind of get involved with something like that discussion when you've got an understanding of it um and also like normalizing it because you know it's such it's so stigmatized um and such a thing like oh you go to therapy or you don't go to therapy but you're just going somewhere to help you with life right (laughs) and I mean isn't that important (laughs) it's such an important thing to do exactly and one of the things um, that Amelia and I, that we see eye to eye on, um, that in addition to therapy and triggers and some harmful things, also just positive women, like Absolutely. women empowerment, um, like our sexuality and it not being um, what it's morally neutral. It is not bad to be sexual. And I think um, like, I don't want to talk over Amelia. <laughs> like, tell me to be quiet and that you want to speak <laughs> if I just no. talk too much. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. I mean, just to add on to that, we also really agreed on this hero because um, there's a lot of representation. I mean, I love a tortured hero. Um, and I think a lot of BDSM stories revolve around um, his interest as an outgrowth of like his tortured life or tortured past um which I'm very into I've written a lot of books like that and that's cool but I also think it's nice to have some representation of a hero who is just into that and um that happens alongside his past and his life um not necessarily because of it so I think it all just really came together in this book <laughs> it really did all positive mentality positive sexuality with two very fucked up people <laughs> I, I I was just saying to Amanda before like one of the things I really loved about this story I mean we've read um a few BDSM books previously but I loved the um the whole aspect of the Dom really um, respecting his submissive as well because I feel like sometimes that gets missed in the story and like even you know the aftercare and um I don't know I really liked how you wrote that and the full extent of the relationship not just yeah, the sexual side of it yeah exactly like he you know he genuinely cared about her and, and you know when he's having those conversations with her it's it's really evident that you know he cares for her on a deeper level rather than just being her dom I guess but I think because sometimes the ones we've read it's kind of missed the point a little bit and you're like oh there's a lot of focus just on the actual sexual side yeah, of things yeah and then yeah you miss the whole concept of the connection and the care and the yeah that sort of thing yeah so I, think I guess the connection can be sexual the mm. connection in respecting mm. boundaries I think can be very sexual and it can be an absolute turn on, especially for women when those boundaries are often ignored. Um, So I think there's some of the hottest scenes, (laughs) like one of the the comments that our first beta reader um, circled and said swoon was when he apologized for her being upset about comments he had made about her previous dom. Yes, I love that part. Yeah, that wasn't my attention and I apologize for that. And that like, like she, like it's, 
I don't have words. <laughs> it gets to me too. <laughs> That's exactly what I just said to Amanda before we jumped on it. Um, you know, that whole part where he respect, he re he showed respect to her previous Dom and everything. So I, you know, I, I really did like that. So yeah, that was very well written. And I guess on Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote Xander and I wrote oh, okay. uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, I guess with Ella, you know, being such a vulnerable and strong character and that, you know, the, the whole going through therapy was such a normalized part of the conversation in this book. Was it intentional for you to provide such a focus on mental health or did it just organically yeah. just become part of the character story? Um, a million percent. Yes. I've been reading again. I've been like I've been saying that I've been studying abuse and trauma, especially this last year. And I read an article um, that said. I want to say it was it was like three out of every four people is currently experiencing mass trauma after what we've all been through and we're having these moments of anxiety we're having moments of depression that in our culture we're told is wrong um and again it's not it's not good and bad it's not wrong it's just whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable and whether we have the tools to deal with it so i wanted to have certain conversations um and just piece throughout the book where Ella can speak on how she's coping and she can get advice on how she's coping um, because I think it's important to just for just have the awareness that when these moments come, it is normal. You are not alone. Um, and the aloneness is something that comes up more into book two when it gets a little bit darker um, and, and she finally does break down a lot of walls. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was very intentional for me. It was my therapy as well writing it oh I can imagine yeah getting that like it's kind of like a bit of a purge isn't it <laughs> to get it out. It <laughs> but jumping back just before we move on to our next question I absolutely love that uh that women supporting women concept and the body positivity and the sexuality um being you know such a normalized thing um I think that these types of books have really opened up that discussion. And especially since it's become such a normal discussion on social media um, about these, this kind of genre and whatnot, that people are starting to feel a lot more comfortable just being themselves in relation to these types of things and supporting other people. And it's just, yeah, I know it's definitely opened up our minds mm. and our ability to discuss freely about it even just to do a podcast on this type of thing and, and mm. feel like we have, you know, like it's okay to do that. So yeah, I think it's awesome. Okay. Now this part <laughs> kills me. So the book obviously ends on a cliffhanger. We're just dying to find out what happens next. Like what's Ella's backstory? What is Camden the dodgy fucking <laughs> <laughs> Um, What's going to happen now that Ella and like everybody knows about Ella and Xander's relationship. Um, how long are you going to hold out on us in this next book before we get these answers? I I'm mean, those looks, <laughs> those looks, it's like, mm, it's a while. <laughs> You're drawing it out, aren't you? Let's be clear. <laughs> I want, uh, well, I think with Camden, so we're still plotting, um, but I think with Camden, it'll be sooner rather than later where you realize some things happen and confrontations between him and Xander specifically. Um, and then there's a lot of breaking down and them able to connect with, with their trauma. 
um, and understanding each other, but more than anything, just a lot more sex. I will. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, I mean, we're not going to complain about that at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing is, will any of the other members of the firm be getting a book or are we just, I mean, because we're loving Damon. So. I mean, Damon's story. <laughs> what do you think, Amelia? I mean, I feel like it would be breaking a promise not to do it, but. Um, I agree. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Damon first. Token. <laughs> he's, the, he's the closest one. He's always around. I mean, it just, it raises a lot of questions. That's what I'll say. It raises yeah. a lot of questions. <laughs> Look, we're yeah. just, just to make our position clear, we're here for it. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll totally support that. <laughs> Even Silas, I have a thing for a hacker. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. I'm really into hackers. So, I mean, I'll be there for that book. I'll be there for Kay's book. Like he's the broody type, the silent oh, yeah. type. I'm going to be there for about him. him. Yeah, look, let's just call it a whole like extended <laughs> series on the firm. That's fine. <laughs> if you can fit it in. I'm <laughs> down for it. I am down for it. And I agree. I think we would be breaking promises and breaking readers' hearts if we didn't do it. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. And lastly, what um, other projects are you guys working on individually? Do you want to go first or should I go first? I have so you can go first. <laughs> um, I'm actually finishing two trilogies. Um, I'm finishing a trilogy that is a modern this is going to sound really weird, but a modern pirate romance. Um, nice. It's a modern retelling about the god Poseidon. So the main character is named Poseidon and he's a modern day pirate. And uh, the third book comes out June 15th. And then I'm also finishing a trilogy uh, in the dangerous romance world, um, which is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. So that one comes nice. out in July. Look, I'm just going to say nothing seems weird to me because I always start reading these books and I was like, do I like this? I do. I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Willow? What have you got going I'm on? I'm writing a standalone for my like my New York um, elite high society with corruption. It starts with You Are My Reason. And the next one up is called Tell Me You Want Me. Um, and it's got like a guy's butt right on the cover. So <laughs> it's one of my favorite covers. You might have to buy that one. <laughs> You'll be jealous of the window. <laughs> I love that. Um, so that one I'm super excited for. Um, and then I also have my spinoff uh, of the Merciless series. It's the Merciless World with Declan Cross, the fourth brother, um, getting his book finally. So I'm excited for that. And I bring in like another character, Nikolai. I don't know if you've read Merciless, but um, Not he's a side character in that series. And he's a part of it so there's going to be like mafia with some other bdsm stuff and i'm just in for the sex now like after 2020 2021 i'm like more sex please yeah. <laughs> it's what i would like to read Absolutely. so that's what i'll be writing <laughs> yeah. i love that so, I, I know i think uh, we so we interviewed um emily mcintyre was it last no yeah. a couple of weeks ago and um you know one of the one of the things we said to her was you know the reason we sort of found her was for her one star reviews on there was too much sex in a book and we're like yeah done yeah. <laughs> purchased <laughs> so, um but, but I mean we're, yeah yeah we're, we're, there, we're for there for it, it. sorry and I was gonna say that was the last question I had but I just will revert back to the second book in this duet when's it due to come out 
is it July 27th? I think July 27th, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So there you go, guys. You'll be desperately hanging for that next book. It's not too far away. No, no. You can, you can put that on a countdown calendar for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for catching up with us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you for having us.